On Local Matters this week, we speak about racial discrimination. Last week, a special committee by the United Nations published a report on racism in Luxembourg. And today we have Ria Ziade on the phone. She is a jurist for the Consultative Commission for Human Rights in Luxembourg, an institution that consults the government in human rights matters and also reports to the Council of Europe and other international organizations such as the United Nations. Hello, Ria Ziade. Thank you for being here. Yes, it's my it's my pleasure to be here. If we speak about racism, we often hear about racial discrimination in everyday life. But this new report on racism in Luxembourg highlights above all the inequalities in the legislative texts. Which parts of the law do in fact treat people differently? Uh, yes. Um, so before I begin, if if I may, um, I, I wanted to give some information uh, about the Consultative Human Rights Commission. Um, so the the CCDH um, advises the government on general questions relating to human rights, um, but it does not have competence to deal with individual cases. Um, so we issue uh, opinions and reports, uh, for example, and one of the other missions is also to provide some input for um, international uh, human rights treaty bodies uh, on the compliance of, um, of Luxembourg with international treaties. So in this con context, we recently um, published a parallel report for the UN Committee on Racial Discrimination. So as for your question on inequalities in the law, um, I think that one of the major uh, inequalities and major problems that exist in, in Luxembourg is, for example, the constitution itself, um, because they make a difference between Luxembourgers and non-Luxembourgers. So there is a constitutional reform that is currently underway, and the parliament has decided not to change this inequality. So the principle of equality in the constitution itself is still phrased, all Luxembourgers are equal before the law. So, of course, the Constitution provides for the rights of foreigners, but in a different phrasing and in two separate articles, so it might be a bit confusing. So this phrasing is really outdated and it is really not understandable why the Parliament has decided not to reform this provision and not to provide for the equality of all persons before the law. So this means um, actually that in Every law or every text that is based on the Constitution, the equality between Luxembourgers and non-Luxembourgers is not given? No, of course, of course not. There is, of course, a possibility uh, for laws to provide for a difference of treatment between different people. But this difference uh, has to abide by certain rules. For example, it has to be proportionate, it has to be necessary. And all these rules are necessary to have... A provision that provides for a difference uh, of treatment. But if the constitution itself does not provide for the, the principle itself 
that all persons are equal before the law, then we start with a difference of treatment that is already based in the, the most important document or law of the country. Of course, the interpretation of this provision has evolved, and now it is understood in a sense that all foreigners are equal before the law as much as all the Luxembourgers are. But it is still very important to have it enshrined in the most fundamental law of, of the country. Actually, it sounds quite simple to me to just um, replace the word Luxembourgers with another more generic word. Would it be that simple as I imagine? Yes, it should be. Uh, I, I mean, um, I agree that the change could be very simple because the difference between Luxembourgers and not Luxembourgers is present in all international uh, treaties or all international uh, laws. So um, everywhere, if you have the international treaties, you will find, for example, all persons are equal before the law. So they don't have a reference to the citizenship of the person. The Constitutional Court of Luxembourg, they have interpreted uh, that the provision on the foreigners uh, mean that the foreigners, the non-Luxembourgers, uh, have also the same benefit from the same equality before the law. So now, during this constitutional reform, it would have been, in my opinion, in the opinion of the CCDH, a simple step and a step forward, which is even necessary to take in order to reach the equality before the law. Uh, the reason why the parliament has decided not to take this step, unfortunately, I am not able to give you information about that. But it is, of course, a very regrettable uh, situation. Yes. yes, of course. Especially since this is the occasion to change it, the, the constitutional reform. Exactly, yes. So in the end, if a person feels um, or has been discriminated based on his or her color of skin or ethnics, what can one do to take action against the offender? So if a person has been a victim of racial discrimination, there is, of course, the possibility to turn to the police to file a complaint because that will help to the perpetrator to be accountable for his or her uh, actions. I think that would be the first step that has to be taken. Other than the police, there are a few possibilities for the victim. For example, Luxembourg has the Center for Equal Treatment, the CET, And they can provide for legal advice or refer the victim to other institutions or NGOs. The victim has also the possibility to contact the ombudsman. The ombudsman, they can really receive complaints uh, by the, the victim. They can make recommendations. They can propose friendly settlements. And they can also, after having issued some recommendations, they can also monitor the implementation of these recommendations. And if the public administration does not do so, they can also publish these recommendations as a matter of, of pressure. And, and then a, a last possibility for victims uh, of racial discrimination is that the law provides for some NGOs that can help the victims for their court proceedings. So for racial discrimination, there is a list of five NGOs that can accompany the person for their legal proceedings. Okay. Um, how are the probabilities that in the end a case of racial discrimination will get to a court sentence? I have the impression that our, it's also studies that say that many people don't 
file a complaint because they think, okay, this doesn't lead to anything, this is not important enough, or they feel discouraged by all the administrative efforts and they have the impression that it doesn't lead anywhere. Is this true, this impression that people have, or does it lead to fines, to court sentences in the end? It is a difficult question because we have very few information about the court proceedings. So in the context of the UN Committee on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination that has examined the situation on Luxembourg very recently, in this context, the Luxembourgish government had to submit a report about the situation of racism in Luxembourg. And one of the questions was how many complaints have been made and then how many have have had as a consequence that a court proceeding happened. And unfortunately, the report of the government has very few statistics and very few data on the situation. So it is very difficult to have a real opinion whether a victim will have some positive consequences when filing a complaint. But of course, there are some difficulties that a victim can have in this proceeding. For example, one major difficulty is the presence of proof of the discrimination. And this is a real obstacle because discrimination is not always written down or there is not always a, a proof of this discrimination. If we take the example of the situation of racial discrimination that happened in the context of renting an apartment, um, the media has uh, talked about this situation in Luxembourg. It is very difficult to prove the existence of the discrimination in that case. And most of the expressions of this discrimination is only said orally. So in case there is no proof, there would be some difficulties for the court proceeding to have an, a positive outcome for the victim. Okay, that doesn't sound so hopeful, actually. <laughs> also, the lack of data from the government. That's yes, the, the data, unfortunately, the lack of data is really a problem that the CCDH, but also a lot of other um, national and also international actors have criticized because the STATEC, which is responsible for collecting data, does not issue data which is specialized on, for example, racial discrimination or the origin of people or the color of people. And so if we concentrate only, for example, on the nationality of the people that are present in Luxembourg, this does not reflect the reality of the society, which is much more diverse than what is present in these statistics issued by the, the static. So, yes. Then um, I wish you and also all other included bodies good luck with your continuing to work. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and I wish you good luck also to issue some information about racial discrimination because the media is also a good channel to create this culture of, of tolerance. So, yes. Well, let's benefit from that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was Ria Ziadi on our microphone on local matters. She is a jurist for the Consultative Commission for Human Rights in Luxembourg and we talked about racial discrimination, especially by law. And if you missed the beginning of this interview, you can listen to it on ourcityradio.com. You'll find there as well yesterday's piece.